I'm Cassidy. And I'm Kinley. And, and you'll never find another podcast like me. Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Who is Taylor Swift Anyways, the podcast. We're so excited to have you back and we're so excited to get into all the things that has happened the past two weeks because as always, there's been a lot. Yes, Taylor has not stayed silent. She's been very active and we're very excited to talk about what has happened in the last two weeks since we saw you guys last. So we'll jump right into it and we are so sorry because we filmed on, well right now it is Monday, February 19th that we were filming. We filmed two weeks ago from today and we filmed about two hours before the the tortured poets department track list was released no one could have guessed it it was so unfortunate like all of our friends were sending us screenshots and they were like and me and cassidy just messaged each other we were like crap we missed it like by it was by hours like it wasn't even by a day or two it was by hours it was so unfortunate like i was editing last week's episode as it was released so unfortunate but now we have the opportunity to talk about it we get to chat about all the set about the not the set list about the track list for torture poets department yeah um so that's i don't know where to start i guess we could start with the fact that joe alwyn found decimated in a ditch times infinity because the smallest man who ever lived. So long London being track five. Oh boy. It's, I can do it with a broken heart. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough album for Joe. All the other exes got their album and we thought Midnight's was his, but Taylor was like, No, no, it's not. We got we got some more. And so be ready to be Joe haters for a couple of days, I guess. Yeah, and um we also have some collabs on the album. Mm-hmm. Some Post Malone? Unexpected. Post was very unexpected. I, do, I still don't know how to feel about it. I'm not a Post Malone hater, for those of you who wonder. I um I really liked his collab with Noah Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's interesting. It's definitely different for Taylor. Because I'm just intrigued to see what they do with it. Because the vibe of the album seems very different than what Post Malone usually does. So it'll be intriguing to see what he brings to the Tortured Poets department. We'll see what happens. Because Post Malone, I feel like some of the older Taylor albums like could have fit perfectly. Like 1989, Reputation, maybe even A Lover. But Tortured Poets department doesn't give poppy. It gives sad songs like made for listening at midnight i don't know um that's what my guess is on the vibe for the album i see i don't know because jack is on 10 of the tracks i believe on the production credits Mm -hmm. and we talked about in last episode how he likes to be experimental how he's really been branching into the little boop 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 boops (laughs) of the he needs to be like that needs to be taken away from him. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
Taylor has not let us down yet with her new styles, so we'll see what Tortured Poets Department brings. As you can see, we've gotten more acquainted with the name because we aren't stumbling over it as much as we were last time. But I'm just intrigued to see what they do. Yeah, because the other feature, Florence and the Machine. Yes. Which is exciting. That's that's one where we admire Jack for his contribution Mm -hmm. because, as we know, he produced – or maybe we don't know. I don't know. He produced Florence and the Machine's latest album that came out in 2022, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a connection there. And I can only assume that's where the connection came from. Because who wouldn't want to work with Taylor Swift? Um, yeah. But Florence is also given some production and writing and songwriting credit. Mm. on I think three of the songs. Yeah. This album, we'll see what happens, but I think since Jack, we talked about this in the last episode, um, how the vibe is going to all come down to the producers on this album, and I think since we got a Jack, I think it's going to be very similar to what we've seen recently from Taylor, and I think that her bringing in writers like Florence will be really intriguing to see what else she does with like the trying to be different, but also trying to like stay along with the vibes that she's had going on for the last couple of years. Right. But I will say our solace and everything is that we're getting Aaron on So Long London, which is also mm-hmm. the track five. Yes. So I think we should be prepared to have our hearts ripped out of our chest cavity and thrown on the ground so that Taylor can stomp on them with her high heeled lover midnight's boots yeah it's gonna be a rough one i yeah rough it's gonna be it'll be intriguing track fives are always the heart-wrenching ones and the fact that aaron is mentioned on that as a producer credit is scary i don't i don't know what track are you claiming i'm gonna claim but daddy i love him because i'm a harry stan as well as a Taylor Stan and if you guys are Harry fans out there you know um Harry wore this shirt that says but daddy I love him out and about in London and it's just become his thing and I'm really really hoping it's about Harry because people another theory that we didn't get to talk about last week was that this album is about each of her exes because like so long London boy but daddy I love him Harry can I do you have the chocolates yeah because um, what else? Who else was I? Oh, yeah. I'll let this out. Um, the smallest man who ever lived, John Mayer. Um, who else? Is there a Jake Gyllenhaal spotting? I think so. I think. Is it guilty as a sin? Oh. Or Fortnite? I don't know. But it's just like the theory that each of her exes gets a one or two songs on the album. And I think that'd be interesting to see what she does because But Daddy I Love Him is so clearly like already a Harry thing. And now she's claiming it as her own. And then So Long London Boy, London, like London Boy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. But okay, that's one theory that I'm on board with because it seems pretty consistent. So it's going to be like the ultimate breakup album is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I think so. And then the next album, I'll be about the football boys and the football team. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens with that one. But the thing for me is, is that it was, it's been in secrets for two years. But she has, she came out at Tokyo on the first night at Tokyo that said that she was working on it during the U.S. leg of the Eras tour. Okay. So, what I'm thinking is we might still get some happy undertones because, I mean, the thing was that we knew from the live streams and the videos that were coming out during when the news of the breakout came up Mm -hmm. um, that Taylor wasn't doing well. Like, you could hear it in her voice. Yeah. You could see it on her face. She doesn't play poker face very well. Um, Especially when she's singing, like, these heart-wrenching songs during, like, the acoustic set. It's so hard to put on a poker face. Right. So, yes, we'll get those sad themes, which, we, which we're anticipating. But is is there a silver lining that we could get a little, like, romantic spark when she explored that with travis because mm-hmm. that came in what kansas city was in july yeah so it was about october that they started like rumors of them started floating around so i would i could see that we, we might get some motifs but like i said we'll just have to see yeah we still got a month and a half till release which is crazy but it's gonna go fast it will go fast 100 percent and then we have to talk about all our variants because Taylor is really giving in to take capitalism and making her fans buy all the things. Yes, because we got the, oh, what's the first one called? The manuscript. The manuscript, and then we got the bolter. Bonus tracks, vinyls, CDs, cassette tapes. Like, we are getting so many. She knows what she's doing because she knows her fans will buy it. Mm-hmm. Guilty as charged. I have spent more money on this drop than I have the last couple of drops. Yeah. That's on me. But it's like she knows what she's doing. She knows her fan base is willing to buy the vinyls and willing to buy the CDs, like everything. So with the bolter at the very least, I saw this on Twitter. So it's like not verified at all. I didn't look into this at all. But apparently – the Bolter was the name of the London pub, pub that Taylor and Joe had their first public date at. I also saw this on TikTok, so there's more than one source. Which we know Taylor is like very subtle in her songwriting sometimes, but also very obvious. So this could be this could be what it's about. But it also couldn't be. Like, it could be about something like running away from a relationship or, like, all these things. It doesn't have to be about the pub. But I think it's I think it's very coincidental. We know Taylor and her coincidences. She doesn't believe in them. She believes in that everything has a purpose. And I think that the bolter, I think it's not. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's genuinely placed well. No, Taylor has a self-proclaimed track in what she is, and that is a mastermind. Mm-hmm mastermind truly described the way that she teases her fan base the way that she knows her easter eggs are impossible but the fact okay the one of the things that gets me thinking about because speak now taylor's version was released during the two years and then um we obviously know that during the elevator scene during the visual music video 
there was like a mysterious orange button Mm -hmm. so is tortured poets department the mysterious orange button because she said that there's so many easter eggs that she doesn't have like Mm. that she has planned in advance like thousands are in that music video specifically right and i was thinking about this the other day i was like what tortured poets department things do we get during the midnight's music videos and we didn't see um, I also saw genius people that are able to piece together so many, like, seemingly disconnected things. But with But Daddy, I Love Him, that is a line from The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And Taylor dressed as The Little Mermaid for Halloween, what, two years ago? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That one's crazy. One of the other ones is how, like, the coffee mug that Taylor – I'm going to stop hitting that. One of the, Like, the coffee mug photo with the blue nail and the black nail, mm-hmm. the clock in the middle. We just all thought that was, like, representing the time. But then the clock on her necklace at the Grammys, it was Tortured Poets Department. And we were all, like, Reputation Taylor's version is next. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Nope. She had us all fooled. And the clock in the middle was represented representative of a whole new album. Mm-hmm. Which, again, mastermind. Like, she knows what she's talking about. No one's complaining, though. Mm-mm. One of the things I will say about the one thing I will complain about about Swifties is that people are still, like, looking for Easter eggs on how Reputation Taylor's version is next before the new album even drops. And I don't know. I'm just, like, thinking we have a whole new album coming out. I'm okay to wait a little bit longer. I don't think we're getting it until New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, new year's eve 2024 new year's day 2025 do we know the timeline between midnight's release and when speaking out taylor's vision was announced i feel like it fit the day i the day is blanking me but because it was like midnight's released on october 27th of 2022 and then we got she that was announced during the Eras tour in Nashville. So I think it was like early June, if not no, late it was May. It was May. It was early May. It was May sixth because it was the week before my show yes. in Philly. Okay, so so she had announced it was like a solid five months. Yeah. If, if not more than that, that she, like, waited to, like, announce it. And then it was released on July 21st. Something, Something like that. Lines. I knew it was, like, late July. But it, we I think we got a lot of time before she does another re-recording. Because- yeah, I'm and I'm honestly not complaining. I, I want to see some space. I want, especially with a new era, I want to see this era have its time to shine Mm -hmm. and like things be fully developed and um we get like because taylor's always been really good about defining her eras and i don't want that to go away just because she's doing re-records and just because she's on the heiress tour yeah i think that since she only has two left she's going to be very cautious with those because it's her name and her reputation Mm mm-hmm like, I think she's going to give us some time to, like, thrive in this new era that we have. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see, like, when she does it. But, like, we also are going to be perfectly fine just enjoying this new era. Right. So. 
Yeah, so Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Taylor traveled halfway across the world and made it to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And Taylor Swift won Super Bowl 58 in her her rookie rookie year. Yep. Oh, so crazy. Wow. That was that game. I will admit that game was the least Super Bowl of Super Bowl that I've ever watched. It was Mm. a boring game. I was sitting there and I was falling asleep because I had also pre-gamed with the Puppy Bowl, which was way more cuter, way more enjoyable Mm -hmm. than watching men duke it out on the field. And it was just it was a rough game. Like, the Chiefs were not playing well the entire game. And then, honestly, neither were the 49ers. Yeah. But it was just very – it was a low-scoring game. Like, each had, like, one or two touchdowns, which is, like, shocking. Because in the last Super Bowl, they were up to, like, 50 points, I think. It was a higher score yeah, game. Yeah, it was a pretty high-scoring game. And I don't know – I. But I do think that the Chiefs played real. I think towards the end, they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. They came out. They came back out of the locker room at the second half, and they were finally ready to play. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the team that needed to come out of the locker room. Yeah, 100%. And then in overtime with the new regulations, I think everybody on the field was confused. So it was just a matter of trying to figure out those new rules and regulations. But the Chiefs played it well, and they – they they took it in the bag and they won it. So and then we saw Taylor getting the ick from Travis. Yes, but like that's what Travis does. Like that's what Jason and Travis are known for. That's Kelsey the funny bros. thing. Like the Kelsey Bros. Like whenever at the Eagles parade one year after they won the Super Bowl, you see him doing the same exact thing, dressed in a turban and like this long cloak, like walking around the streets of Philly. Which is crazy. Like, that's just insanity to me. But, like, that's just football, guys. I mean, that's also Philly culture. Like, yeah. he was dressed as a mummer. And, like, that's that's very representative of the culture. And that's very representative of Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And just the Kelsey energy. Um, but I will say, the one thing that the Kelsey brothers don't need to share a commonality is their beards. Travis Kelsey. It's please. time. Please, we're begging. Please put the beard away. Shave it. Please. It's time to go. You don't, he talked, you know, he talked about in the latest New Heights from last week that he's like, I'm going to keep it because Mm. it displays the rugged, the ruggedness of the postseason. And now it's just, it's a championship Super Bowl winning beard. No, no, it's not. The beard did not win you the Super Bowl, Travis. Respectfully, it's it's time to be done with the beard. It's not going to win him Taylor soon either. Mm-mm. Taylor that does not need a beard burn while she's on tour, my dude. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, well, we got we got field action and then we got after party action. Yes. Let's talk about the field action. They had them mic'd up this time because they know their audience. They know why we stayed to watch afterwards. And the cutest interaction, Travis goes, thank you for traveling halfway across the world, baby. 
oh, the babies got me a little bit. Like, I was a little cringe, but, like, I just don't like pet names. That's just me thing, but it was so sweet. Like, they genuinely were just happy for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why she was there. She wasn't there to, like, take the uh, like take the attention away from the game. She was there to be a supportive girlfriend. And she was so awestruck. Like, she just kept saying it was so electric, and she was so happy that she could be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the right people were happy that she was there, too. Yeah. Um, and then the after party, we got them interacting to two, not one, two of her songs. And then we also got a rare Taylor Swift post on TikTok of them at the Super Bowl after party, which if you've been a Swifty for a long time, I don't think we've seen something like that that shows her personal life as much as it did in that moment. No. It was crazy. It had her parents in it. It had Travis in it. Which is different because this is the first relationship where I think that she's ever posted publicly about them. And it was on TikTok. Like, that is insanity. Yeah. Like, whenever that came up on my For You page, I was like, awesome. Like, somebody posted from the Chiefs after party. Then I, like, flipped around to Taylor and I was like, this was meant to be private. Like, there was no way this was meant to be a public post. I just like the comments that said, I feel like I'm on her, um, like, private story right mm-hmm. now. Like, it was a- followers only. Like That's a good way to put it. It was very much a private story Snapchat moment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the interactions between the two songs, those were... Mm, when it's during Love Story and they're pointing at, at each other with, you'll be the prince and I'll be the princess... Ugh. like the fact that taylor jams out to her songs the way that we do just self-respect honestly yeah. like that takes a lot of respect i i give her a ton of respect for that because listening to your own music can be really hard sometimes but just the way that ah yeah. that that song was probably about somebody else all those years ago mm-hmm. and now she's like in a happy relationship happy adult relationship mm-hmm. because they're adults they could do whatever they want and it was just cute um but yeah so i'm very excited for taylor and travis and all the things come travis i'm expecting you on a plane mm-hmm. down to sydney let's hope we get down to the down under. down under they can have a little anyone but you moment and go jump in the oh sydney harbor Probably not. No, we probably don't want that, but that'd be cute. That would be cute. Anyone but you, also a good movie. Um, yeah, not Taylor related. Uh, but yeah, speaking of tour, we have two tour dates to cover, and some changing of the rules because Taylor is ever changing the rules, as she's allowed to do. Mm -hmm. It's her own tour. Um, but so we came back. We came. To Tokyo. Yes. And she's like, well, she's like, if I didn't drop Tortured Poets at the Grammys, I would have dropped it tonight, which was inevitable. And then what else happened that night? I don't, I don't really remember. I've seen bits of it on TikTok, but like, I can't really think of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anything else notable happened at Tokyo. I don't think anything Tokyo. happened that night. I know, like, Sydney was when some stuff, like, she announced some, like, pretty hefty stuff. Oh, yes. It. At Melbourne, um, they, well, we got the variant with, uh, 
the second variant. Yeah, the Bolter. With the Bolter. And then during surprise songs, she whipped out collabs. Yep. Like the mashups were crazy. And I could not believe it. I was listening to it on TikTok because the time difference was crazy. But the f- the way that she can just like sing them so effort- effortlessly, you know she's been practicing. You know she's practicing. Because, okay, so it was getaway, yeah, getaway car, car into, what was the second? The other side of the door. Mm-hmm. Mashed up with, oh my goodness. Was it from... What album was it from? Because I know it was debut, mashed up with was it Red? Was it Re- was it Red the song? No, Mm-mm. because the second song was "This Is Me Trying." August. In the other side of the door. <sighs> That's something that she hasn't done on this tour yet. She only did the "Out of the Woods" and the um. Good lord. I can't think of songs. It's the the new track on 1989. Is it TV. over now? Yeah. Yeah. Is it over now and out of the woods? Like yeah. that's the only thing like we've seen her do like a mashup, but that was like TikToks. So we were like, oh okay. But like also getaway car in August. August is on the set list. Yeah. Did she change it back to the one? No. August was fully performed that night. Huh. I don't know which. Huh. So, um. Where did she get this idea for this mashup? Like, that is such a random mashup in my brain. So, and then she talked about, I think it was the second night, she talked about paints and how she's not letting any paints, meaning her surprise songs, go untouched. Hmm. So she totally unleashed the, like, no cap on surprise songs mm. they can be played as many times as she wants yeah because um, they also got daylight that night i remember that yes one. they got daylight was my surprise song oh so sad and that was mashed up with something yeah it was but i'm not recalling what it is i can't think of the mashups i just know that daylight was one of them yeah Mainly because I cried about it. Because I'm like, oh, another audience is getting my surprise song. Now, when another crowd gets Dear John, it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little bit sad, a lot of sad. Because I love that song. Yeah. 118 plays of the original Dear John, not including Taylor's version. <sighs> it was a rough period in my life. <laughs> That's me currently with Mirrorball and the Archer. Ugh had a lot of those plays recently my earbuds keeps humbling me and they're like you repeated this song like 20 times this week and i'm like thanks thanks for that didn't need you to share just could have kept it to yourself earbuds is a humbling app though always especially when you can see your friends you can like tell what mood they're in based on what they're listening to so fun yeah. download earbuds not sponsored no just for fun but do it mm-hmm. for the plot. Thank you guys for speaking now and subscribing to the pod on all your platforms. It hits different knowing you guys are supporting us. And we'll see you on the other side of the door.